0: Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. Okay, so God woke me up out of my sleep, guys. Um, I heard a knock, and I knew it was in the spiritual realm, and it wasn't a um, normal knock, and it was magnified, okay? So it was like, boom, (laughs) boom, boom. And I'm not laughing, but I'm laughing because... I feel like I was in a movie, right? And it was so loud that it woke me up. But I knew that from the sound of it, it was a supernatural knock. And I heard immediately, once I heard the the knock, boom, boom. Just two knocks. That's all it was. And I immediately heard Revelations 3.20. So, Revelations 3.20, I'm sure we're familiar with the scripture, but let me read what it says here. So, Revelations 3.20, it says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Now, we know that this came, um, as he was talking about one of the churches, Laosidia, in the Bible, and he talked about um, the church being uh, lukewarm. Um, Let me just make sure I got this right. Um, The church being lukewarm, or not not hot or cold. But it also talks about um, the wedding feast that Jesus was actually talking about in Romans. So in Romans 10, 13 through 18, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believed in him? And how can they believe in him if they were never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them up without being sent? This is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith cometh by hearing that hearing from the good news about Christ. But I ask, but I ask have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Yes, they have. The message has gone throughout the earth and the word's, to all the world. But I asked, did the people of Israel really understand? Yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God said, I will pour, I will rouse your jealousy through people who are not even a nation. And I will provoke your anger through the foolish Gentiles. So God is saying, behold, he stands at the door and knock. If anyone hears, let them hear and come in and sup with him. So, in this, God is saying, as he speaks about the, the feast that he was talking about, the parable, and then he actually actually talks about all are called, but few are chosen, right? So all have the same call, but only few really answers the call of God. So we know that everyone will not answer. But you know, the revelation God gave me about that, I'm like, okay, Lord, because I have a lot of questions, Right. If you know that everyone is not going to answer the call, then why call them? Because because of the love of the Father, you will never be able to stand before him and say that you didn't know. Think about it. How horrible would that be for someone to judge you and you've never even understood why you're being judged or you never heard the call? So he told me years ago even though I know most people will not even respond to me, they will never be able to stand before me and say, I did not know. So even if it's just for information purposes only, that's what it's for. So that's why he said, you know, when he's given us a word to speak, you know, the messenger is a word to speak to his people. It's speak it whether they listen or not. Because he even says that and I believe it's, um, Isaiah. And don't quote me on that, but I believe it's in Isaiah or he says, speak the word whether they listen or not. Or it could be Jeremiah, guys. So <clears throat> the word is, he knows that everyone is not going to answer the call, right? So what does it mean when the Bible says, all are called, but few are t- chosen? Because the Bible talks about chosen people, which is another name for the elect. So you'll you'll sometimes hear that. So the parable um, of the feast is what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 22 too. When he talks about the feast and he talked about the wedding feast and he talked about some people that were in the feast weren't dressed in the right clothes, so he sent them out. Meaning some people will answer the call of God, but it's lip service only. So he said, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So all are called, but only few are chosen. And the called people and the chosen people are two different people because the invitation is extended to everyone to to come to Christ or to sup with him and to have a relationship with God. But the external call goes to all people, but only the elect experience the eternal call. And we have to know that. So even though sometimes we don't understand when God says, behold, I stand at the door and knock, he's still going to knock on that door. Even though Jesus know the end from the beginning, he knows how it's going to all turn out in the end. He already know that, but he, you will never stand before him and say that you did not have the opportunity to repent or to come to him and to have a relationship with him because he's always going to send someone to give you the message, whether you listen or not. And he tells us that in his word. Speak the word, whether they listen or not. And that bo- that didn't bother me, but I kept saying, well, Lord, if you know they're not going to answer, then what? because they will never be able to stand before me and say that they didn't know because love gives you a choice. Love does give you the instruction. Love does give you the um, an invitation. But we can only come if we're drawn by his spirit. The Holy Spirit has to draw us. The Bible says no man can come unless he draw them. So like God says in Acts, the book of Acts, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So God is pouring out his spirit Like never before he's, he's, he's inviting people. He's, he's asking them to come. He's mercy, his mercy endures, you know, he's long suffering and all that stuff. But in my other, um, um, video. I talked about the gates are closing. The gates are closing um, when God gave me um, woke me up at four eleven in the morning. Um, the gates are closing. So there is opportunities that God will continuously give us, and invitations that He will continuously give us. But the thing with the wedding, the the what it teaches us in the book of Matthew in that parable about the wedding um, feast and the person having on the wrong garments and God sending them back. God is saying there are going to be some people that come to him and they're going to, they're going to, and, and the, I believe the wedding garments is symbolic for, the wrong garments was symbolic for not being washed in the blood of Jesus, not the white robes, right? It's not that you've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Now you amongst the crowd, but you ain't been washed in the blood of Jesus because some people, think it's lip service only. They think it's a religious thing, right? When it's really a relationship, when God really do exist, when he is really King of Kings and Lord of Lords, but they they don't view him as such because they can't see him. But there's going to come a time in the scripture that keeps ringing out right now while I'm talking is, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I say? In this scripture, I really had to hone in on that scripture because and In that scripture, when he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? And they'll say, okay, Lord, did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not heal the sick? Did we not do this? And then he says, depart from me. I never knew you. You do work of iniquity. Iniquity is interchangeably lawlessness, right? So in other words, there, there are people that really think they're following God, but they only follow him for the two fish and the five loaves, or they only follow him as a as a way to escape hell, but they have no true connection or no real relationship with God. They'll say that they are Christian, you know, but they lifestyle doesn't reflect that. And that doesn't, and I, that doesn't necessarily mean a lifestyle of, um, doing crazy things or wrong things. It could really just be a, a lifestyle of you living a peaceful life, but God is not included in that. But you don't pray. You don't talk to him, but you say you're a Christian. You have no kind of connection or fellowship with him on a daily basis. You have no kind of intimacy with him. You know nothing about the Bible. And when the Bible was presented, you mock the Bible and you laugh at the Bible. Even when you don't understand. Just be, I always say this, just because I don't understand something doesn't mean it's not true. You know what I mean? So you have Christians that say they believe in God, but then when the scripture is quoted or when something is quoted out the Bible, they laugh and they mock. So that is a symbolic letting you know, you really don't know him. You really don't have a relationship with him because even if you didn't know everything in the Bible, which none of us do, you know, we're still learning every single day and we'll be learning even in eternity about the word of God, which is Jesus in the flesh. Even if you don't know everything about the word of God, it doesn't matter there should still be a check in your spirit to ask God or to find out about it if you really have a connection or a relationship with God. It's not time to laugh at the things of God. It's to say, okay, Lord, I ain't never heard that before, but that doesn't mean because I haven't heard it that it's not you. So let me go on the scripture. And I, when I tell you God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, but the operative word is diligently, consistently, or a true authentic um passion, and hunger to know him. He will never leave you hanging if your um, hunger and your thirst is genuine. God would never leave you hanging like that. So when people say, I can't hear God or I don't understand the scriptures, I would say, get saved. Because if you have no connection, no nothing, you don't understand scriptures, that's an indication of spiritual blindness. So, All are called, but few are chosen. And I'm telling you, that knock was like like somebody you know how when you have one of them knockers on the door, boom, boom. And I woke and I it was almost like I was the first knock I came out of it, and the second knock, I can hear it in the spiritual realm. And I heard Revelations 320. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Tell my people I am knocking on the doors. I am knocking, I am knocking. I want to sup with you. I love you. I want to have a relationship with you, but they are not hearing. So God is sent me on here today to tell you he's knocking at the door of your heart. Open your heart. Put down your agenda. Put down your, your uh, ideologies. Put down what you think you know and humble yourself to get to know the true, authentic God because he loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not out to get you. And he's not shaking his finger at you. That is not of God. God said, with love and kindness do I draw thee. Come in. He will sup with you. Meaning he will have fellowship, relationship with you. He will reveal things to you. He will bless you. You want to know him. You want to get to know him. It's the best thing in the world, guys. There is no, there's nobody else but Jesus. Do you hear me? is a peace that surpasses all understanding that comes with him. And when you put down your your ideologies and when you put down what you think you know, and when you put down your intellectualism and your pride and you humble yourself, he will come in and you will know him on a, on a scale that you have never even thought you could know him. You will hear his voice The scripture would be unveiled. It will become clear, but he's not going to override your will. And I think that's what a lot of people think. Well, if it was God, why did he let this happen? Well, if it was God, well, why did this happen? What we need to understand as people, God will never override your will because love gives you a choice. And I think that's the part that people kind of don't understand. We don't understand how much God loves us. And you would never want somebody to be in a relationship with you by force. You want them to be in a relationship with you because they love you and they respect you. It's the same way the spiritual realm works, the same way with God. God don't want you in a relationship with him because it's forced or you're scared or you fear him or something's going to happen to you if you don't. That's not love. So that's why he allows you to have that choice and you can either choose him or not choose him. And love will always give you a choice. It don't put no, it, it's not manipulative. That's witchcraft. Anything that tries to manipulate you into being with them or knowing them or putting fear in you, because we need to know people that fear is not of God. God did not give us the spirit of fear. Fear is, is not of God. It's a spirit. It's not an emotion. So anytime you feel in fear, that's a spirit. That's not an emotion. There's a healthy fear, okay, which is a reverential fear of an being in awe of a, a, a merciful God. But then there's a demonic fear that tries to scare you into knowing God and God is not of that. So that is why he would allow you to have a free will and free choice to do what you do or things when things happen, because you say, oh, if it was a God, then why did this happen? If God loved me, then why did this happen? Because God has given us dominion in the earth, which means that we have to pray to bring heaven to earth. It's our responsibility. He told Adam and Eve, he gave them dominion. He gave them dominion. That means he sits in heaven and we on earth. What does that mean? We need to learn the Bible, learn how to operate in the things of God so that we can bring heaven to earth because this is our dominion. So when things happen and we looking around saying, what was God? God looking around saying, what was y'all? Y'all wasn't praying. Y'all didn't know me. Y'all didn't think to even ask me if you should do this. You didn't think to ask me if you should marry this person. You didn't think to ask me if you should go into business with this person. You didn't think to ask me why things are happening the way they are. You're looking to man for your answer, but man don't have the answer. The wisdom comes from above, guys. So behold, he stands at the door and he knocks on your heart and he just wants to come in and sup with you. That's all I have for today. Thank you for listening, like, comment, share, and subscribe, and I will see you in the next video. Love you guys. Bye.